You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, everybody. Hope everyone enjoyed the fights tonight. The fourth of five straight events at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. And Alex K. Lee, it was so close to the camera. How about that? But uh, that's Large just the excitement charge, of the of, of the post-fight show. Calm down, Alex. Curtis. Calm down, AK. Jeez. Large and in charge. We love the excitement. We love the excitement. But uh, Curtis Blades, end of the night with the big win. Pretty dominant win over Alexander Volkov. Things got very interesting towards the end, but uh, we're going to talk all about it because this is the UFC on ESPN 11 post-fight show live on the MMAfighting.com YouTube page. I am Mike Keck. That is Alex K. Lee. That right over there, E. Casey Lydon. Let's get right into this thing. Of course, since you guys and gals are hanging out with us, we want to hear from you as well. So if you have questions, thoughts on the event, matchmaking ideas, fire them out there. We'll get to as many as we can in a little while. But first, AK. It's funny how we look at these cards on paper, right? Like last weekend's event, not a ton of excitement heading into it, but it delivered in a big way in the cage. This week, a lot of hype surrounding it. What's your overall letter grade for UFC Vegas 3? Okay, well, first of all, I'm, I'm going to give it a lower grade than I gave last week, which I think I gave either a B or a strong B or a B plus. I'm actually going to go B minus this time. But I do feel like the quality of the matchups was better. I mean, I think anyone just looking at the card on paper could tell you that. So, no, we didn't get that kind of cool flurry of quick finishes that we got to open up last week's card. But there's a reason for that. These were these were higher caliber fighters. And when you met, you know, I think the matchmaking actually did a good job. The minus is really more for the pacing of the event. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why after a decision. I understand if there's a knockout, you got to you got to fill time. You, you got to you got to feed the bulldog. This is a business. I totally understand. After a decision, which we had a few several on the main card. Man, you don't got to wait 20 minutes between fights. This is crazy. This our show could have been on friggin' 45 minutes ago. What was your favorite commercial that you saw 30 times? Just watch me now. <laughs> wow, that was really good. That was super impressive. It's uh, it's so... burning it's burned my brain now. So sorry to everyone else now who now has that in their head. I was watching on ESPN Plus. I can't believe they did a throwback Sports Center commercial with Peyton and Eli Manning. Peyton was wearing a Colts T-shirt, by the way, a Indianapolis Colts T-shirt. Not even the team he ended his career with. So this is like, what are you filling time with at this point? But I totally agree with you there, Casey. What say you? What's your grade? Uh, you know the the big commercial breaks really kind of. This is a weird. This was a weird um, fight night for me because normally during almost during all fight cards. I'm actually working, and for the first time in, honestly, years, I actually just sat down and watched fights without really typing or doing video. So those commercials, yeah, I, it's hard to grade it because I just felt like, Bleh, you know. But, um, yeah, solid B, solid B. Great. It was a, for a fight night card, an A-level, A-minus fight card, B-plus, A-minus fight card on paper, B on in reality. Yeah, I'm good B with minus. the B. The, and to, to Alex's point, the prelims, it was like a tornado. It was like one fight after another. We couldn't even, like, even if there was a finish, we got right into the next one. And there were some great fights, some wild finishes. Pacing in the prelims was tremendous. Then the main card, and man, did things slow down. The fights were very good. We'll get into some of those, and we'll do that right now. Starting with the main event, Curtis Blades gets another big victory. He's won four in a row, had about 7,000 takedowns over Alexander Volkov. Both guys got pretty tired down the stretch, but in the end, Curtis Blades gets a big win and uh, a big fight coming up. So what did you think of Curtis Razor Blades' performance, A.K. Lee, in the main event tonight? I mean, look, it's a good win. It's a good win against a good opponent. It doesn't tell us anything new about Curtis Blades, unfortunately. 
Blades himself said, look, you know, with this tweet that that's recirculated tonight, of course, we put it on the account that you're saying, look, this is going to be 25 minutes of me, of me holding this guy down. I'm not I'm not going to stand and bang with him. Volkov's a good striker. He had a lot of respect for it. So and we, we knew uh, Blades could wrestle. I don't know if some people thought Volkov would be like, a good test for that. But Volkov has never faced a wrestler uh, of Blades on Blades' level. So for me, that was not surprising at all to see Blades control the fight that way. And unfortunately, I think it, I believe this is his first uh, five-round fight, at least in the UFC. Uh, his first, sorry, his first time going five rounds. Period. Uh, he did it, the, the JDS was a five-round fight. It went and ended the second. So his first time going 25 minutes uh, ever in his career, and it didn't look. He didn't look like a champion by the end. He looked like you know he wanted to vomit. He was wobbly during his post-fight interview. He won the fight for sure. But if you're trying to sell yourself as someone like I'm going to give you five excellent rounds. If you put me in there with Stipe, you put me in there with Cormier, man, this just got to be some hesitancy on the part of uh, Dana White and the matchmakers. Casey, you know, what, what did you think of Curtis Blades' performance? I, I think AK makes a pretty good point. Like, we didn't learn anything new here. And when you're in a position like Curtis Blades, where you got a heavyweight title fight coming up, you got a guy that's ahead of you that's already finished you twice, you probably want to go out there and just have this completely outstanding performance to sort of separate yourself or at least, you know, Make sure that you're in that conversation once things sort of play themselves out. Did Curtis Blade's stock improve a lot tonight? Or just a tiny bit or not at all? It improved a tiny bit. Um, I, I disagree when you say we didn't learn anything. I think we learned that Curtis Blades isn't built for five rounds. I mean, he lost, I think he lost, he lost, he lost those last two rounds on two judges scorecards, I believe. Is that correct? I would, it would have to be, yeah, because yes. I, I assume one of, there was 10-8 in there somewhere, but uh, it looks like someone had to, two rounds had to be given to Volkov. Yeah, so, so in two judges, he lost the last two rounds on it. So clearly, you know, right now, he isn't a five-round fighter. He's trained for five-round fights. This is his first time he's actually had to, to do it. So there are some issues on that. As far as his actual fighting style or, you know, his, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's Curtis Blades. We, we were kind of, I think we were kind of hoping in that second round when he came out and didn't go for the takedown. Okay, this was the game plan. No, tire him out the first round, and then whoop up on Volkov, get that cool knockout, give me my title shot. But it just turned out he actually, him standing up, you know, was kind of a, it was a, it was a, you know, it was false hope. And then he actually went, yeah, and he was, he, but he stuck true to his tweet he sent out yesterday about, I'm just going to ragdog, ragdog this guy for 25 minutes, or at least attempt to ragdog him for 25 minutes. Yeah, my older brother, who is a, I would say a casual MMA fan at best texted me. He goes, goes, this Russian dude is about to get his ass kicked, right? That was the Texas <laughs> MMA at the beginning of the fight. I was like, well, he's probably going to get taken out a whole bunch of times, and then we'll see what happens from there. But uh, we have some breaking news for those watching right now. The bonuses are out. Uh, performance bonuses goes to Justin, or as they said in the broadcast, Jesse Janes. <laughs> the road dog, Jesse Janes, yeah. So the rookie gets a bonus, and the wily veteran future Hall of Famer Jim Miller oh. gets a performance bonus. And the most shocking revelation of the night was the fight of the night went to Josh Emmett and Shane Burgos. I mean, Ooh. I don't know what they were thinking about there, but holy <laughs> yeah. crap, what a great fight that is. Perfect segue, because what else needs to be said besides fighting that? That, that thing was ridiculous. So kudos to both Josh Emmett and Shane Burgos. I mean, holy potatoes. I'm still clapping. What a freaking fight that was. Josh Emmett has a massive third round on one leg. He drops Shane Burgos twice and gets the win. Casey, talk about as advertised, right? Oh, yes, yes. Um, 
You know what? I, I saw a lot of people saying this should have been the main event. I'm a nice. I'm. I don't want fighters hurt, hurt, hurt. And I felt if this one had gone five rounds, it would have been like some, some serious brain damage from, for both these gentlemen. So I think these the way these guys were hitting each other, 15 minutes was actually perfect. Um, but yeah, has advertised actually. Um, yeah. Um, Emmett just that was the Emmett that we kind of we've we've known, we've seen now, and um, he'll take a beating, and he just man, he just. I can't, who has, maybe Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens, maybe, that just one punch, holy crap, that is very scary, and man, that first round, god dang, does Burgos have one of the best poker faces, he couldn't keep, up, keep, it, keep it up with the whole fight, but he was just eating monster shots that should have put him down, and it was just like, whoop, just messed up his hair, and he kept going, and Burgos was mixing up his attacks, you know, uh, from the head to the, uh, doing a lot of leg attacks, which looked great, and I thought those were, were going to really pay off. Uh, as the fight went on, it turned out it didn't as much as he, I think Burgos wanted to. But um, great fight by Emmett. Great fight. Just um, just great. It was even a little more frightening talking about Burgos's chin was when he was dropped the first time. He was smiling. Like he was literally smiling as Josh Emmett was jumping down upon him. I had to see what the replay. What a savage. I had to see the replay because I thought because he was smiling. I thought, oh, maybe it was a slip or something because the, the original angle on the broadcast, you know, it was kind of to their backs. So you, you weren't 100%, but then they showed the replay. No, he got hit and then he smiled. What a weirdo! I love the yeah, guy. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a oh that that was pretty good, Josh. <laughs> AK, as as everybody knows, you are a wizard with your words. So, can you articulate your thoughts here into how this fight played out tonight? Look, I picked uh, I picked Emmett to win, uh, but I also picked him to win by knockout because uh, you know you do a little bit of research on these guys. You see that Burgos, good technical fighter, but. As you guys said, he's almost happy to get hit. He was kind of like that with the the Amir Khani fight as well. Uh, he got hit, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, good. I, this is what I want. I I, I, I want to get hit. Wake wake me up." So I thought Emmett would win, but I thought he was being able to knock him out. I could not believe how many shots Burgos was taking, and, and, and I guess that's why he's okay with getting hit because if you, if you got a chin like that, it wasn't until the third round when we finally saw he finally looked human, uh, and it was actually put on his back a couple of times. So, uh, boy, I, I I was very impressed by Emmett. But also, it's one of those fights where I really feel like Burgos did not lose much. And if you're high on Burgos as a prospect, you should not watch this fight and be like, oh, well, no, he was exposed. Nothing was exposed. I mean, he looks like a future world title contender still, uh, as does Emmett, again, who, who I thought did a really good job with a guy who might be a better technical striker than him. He made a joke after about how people were saying it's precision versus power and power won. But I think Emmett's got a lot of technique, too. And I think he showed that in addition to, man, that just... Like uh, like he said, that that one of a kind, almost like only him and Jeremy Stevens, that kind of power at 145 pounds. Pretty interesting post-fight interview with uh, John Anik afterwards, because apparently Emmett's not too happy with the media. I don't really understand why, honestly. Like, I, I honestly don't know any media member who flat out disrespected Josh Emmett and counted him out of the fight at all. Like, but if they did, they're certainly not anymore, right? I picked him. I, Josh, I, Josh, if you're listening, if you see, I picked you, buddy. I, I gave you so much respect. And, and, and you should see the stuff I, I, I got from the commenters on, on our website. I, I look like a fool. I look like a fool backing you up uh, in the eyes of these internet trolls. And I, and I took this damage for you, Josh. So, Josh, I hope you appreciate that uh, I, unlike, the, unlike, I guess, the rest of this media, I, I'm not sure. You know, I can't speak for my, all my peers. But I definitely picked you. And uh, I, I don't want to be lumped in with all the people that were involved in that, that post-fight call-out. Was he was he specific? Like, what do you mean? Like, we just nah. we just just in general, just don't media just didn't pick me up. But what was it? What was his beef? 
he just wants a little more coverage. I I, I think there was uh, some I, I, odds wise. I believe Burgos was the favorite, so there's always that yeah. aspect of it. And and I think Burgos. Um, I don't know if he's he's doing the media rounds more. I'm not sure. I, I did not see I him more. So. No, I, I did not see that. That might be how Emmett, uh, Emmett perceived it for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, yeah, he just seems to think he's not getting enough coverage and and not being viewed as a serious contender. I think he thinks. That people thought uh, Burgos was gonna. This was a step up fight for Burgos and not for him. But uh, you know, maybe he's one of those guys just needs a chip on his shoulder, get that have that uh, Michael Jordan mentality, and whatever it was, it, it paid off tonight. Yeah, one thing he said in, in like kind of following up on that, he was like, everyone said it was technique versus power, power one. So like, I mean, I, I don't think anybody was wrong in saying that. Like Burgos <laughs> was, I think Burgos was like a minus one sixty favorite heading into that fight, a slight favorite. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I thought the line, the odds makers got it right. I feel that even after tonight, like Burgos and may have lost, but I think Burgos is the more complete fighter overall. Maybe, I mean, he didn't win, but oh. Emmett proved that yeah. he can change the course of a fight very, very quickly. Josh, are you hearing this? Josh? Oh. Jo hey, Josh, if you're out there, Mike Heck just said, Shane Burgos is a more complete fighter than you. He is questioning your well-rounded. <laughs> he's, question he's questioning your wrestling. He's questioning your jits. He might even be questioning your boxing. I'm not sure, no, but I'm just saying never. that is a. Let's clip that later. Truck, truck. Can we? Oh, sorry, the truck's with us. But let's. Clip, I want to clip that. He said it himself. Power won. <laughs> yeah. Power definitely won. It was a great fight, and he and the fact that he might have done it on like a torn ACL or something is even crazier. I like think, I have, I mean, I have so much respect for that guy. I think, I think, um, uh, AK hit it. He's just one of those guys that he just needs that chip. He needs to. You know, you, you see every championship fight, and every guy, and, and both fighters will say, what they will say, I'm the underdog, but I always fight better when I'm the underdog. I was like, wait, how are you both the underdog? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> no one ever believed in me. It's like, what are you talking about? You gotta, you, you know? So I, I think I think this is just one of those things that he needs motivation for, because, you know, just, I don't know. It's just, fighters are weird. I was just like, they fight really tough. They're, they do some crazy things in that cage, but it's just, it's, it's a, this is weird. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going to give it to and and by the way i think the small cage benefited uh emmett a lot i know yes. i look i know mr dana white is gonna say uh, it didn't make a difference but that was a huge thing in me picking my fight i think i think again burgos is just a little bit faster and again would have a little bit uh easier time of avoiding that power of emmett with an extra what is it five feet or something it's, or all it's, around it's to, significant yeah yeah to, to work with it is it really is significant and when, they, just, like when emmett, they start the round off with that uh, wide shot and you see both fighters and then you kind of go back in your memories how how that white shot is when they do a pay per view. Mm -hmm. You're like, whoa, those guys are close. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like two two step. You know, I mean, it's like two steps in. You're in the range of my right. power, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes a difference. Sorry, Dana White. It's How'd you score that fight, Alex? Uh, I went. I had it. God, how did I? How did I score? I mean, obviously 29-28 uh, last round for Emmett. Clearly, I think I also gave Emmett the. I think I went second. And I, I think I went second and third. I think I thought Emmett started picking it up in the second round. So I think I went uh, second and third. I wasn't I wasn't really actively scoring second in my mind. Round, at the time, was, but, yeah. I thought second round was. I gave, Again, I. I gave. I thought Burgos clearly won the second round. Okay. okay. First round was first round was the. the point of, but both yeah. rounds are super close. They were super close. Mm -hmm. But yeah. definitely Emmett with the third round. So. I think I think the line is like did Emmett have a ten eight in the third? I believe he didn't have a ten eight. I know I know um, Mike thinks he has a ten eight. I think some, I think mm. the judge it was gave possible. him a ten eight. I mean obviously it's possible. Um, I mean it was I mean, yeah. And I think the first round is, I think um, Burgos has such a good poker face, um, from taking those big shots. But really, like it looked like you, they were just like well, whatever, and he just kept attacking his legs. 
And you know, so but I think once I realized that 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 knee, the knee issue that Emmett had was pretty much on his own. It was like a non-contact thing, wasn't it? Like it wasn't off a kick or anything. It yeah, was it was movement. weird. Yeah. yeah. So I think I was like, I watched it like, wait, was that from a kick? So I thought maybe there was some damage involved, but no, it was just a non-contact injury. Um, but uh, I know you didn't ask me yet, but <laughs> I, I gave uh, Emmett the first round and Burgos the second round and then mm-hmm. um, a 10-9 for Emmett in uh, round three. I thought the correct person won. Yeah, I, mean, I have no yeah. argument with that. I, I didn't score a draw, but I was thinking it might have been a draw. Because, I mean, one knockdown is one thing, but when you get dropped twice, the second one was like a legit, like, No whoa, smiles. No smiling knockdown. from Burgos that time. Yeah, there was no smile <laughs> on the second one. But, you know, hats off to both guys. What an incredible yeah. fight that was. Listen, That's going to be in the conversation. Our own Jose Young yeah. will, will riot. It will, will, it's probably will scream if he hears me say that that, that uh, this fight was anywhere near uh, Zhang and uh, Yachechik. But... It's a great fight. I, I, it's at least in the top five. I'm not saying it's better than Zhang at Jacek, but it, it is up there. Let's let's at least have a conversation, please. Yeah, it could be a nominee. It's not going to win, but it could be a, a very strong nominee. If we're talking like best male three round fight, <laughs> and very it, much up there. An empty arena. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great. It was a good fight. It was a very good fight. Very good fight. I think Jeremy beats Josh again in the rematch. Hmm. Hey, I'd like to it at some point. That's at some not point. Not soon. I think I think Josh is is moving past that at this point. But really? I think yeah, so. I, would, I would say. So. I, I'd say he's probably already ahead of Stevenson. Who, I have to look at the right. Who, 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 who did Stevens just lose to recently? He, lo- he lost to Cater, so he lost to a he lost to a top ten fighter. Weren't both these guys unranked? Mm-hmm. Or like they're no, like Emma was eight. No, oh, Emma was eight. Ferguson was ten. Yeah, oh, they were. Okay, right I, mean, I thought they were like outside, right outside the top ten. Yeah. 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 So story, naturally, story, the storyline sells. Storyline sells. So. He, he's just ahead of Stevens. He, Stevens is ninth, so he's literally one spot ahead of Stevens. Yeah. So Burgos, Burgos versus Stevens sounds like the fight to me. Ah, yes. yes. And just to, we'll give a little teaser here. Emmett's got to get the winner of Cater and Ige. Like it has to be, depending on how bad his knee is hurt. Because nothing else the makes next sense. One teaser. On to the next one teaser. Yeah, this one's too easy though. Like nothing else <laughs> makes sense. So, so clearly, the, both those guys are ducking Ryan Hall. Oh, everyone, everyone is. Ryan Hall's not fighting anybody right now. He's made that perfectly clear. Until he can train in his gym and things open up and he's good to go, he's not fighting anybody right he's now. He's being, uh, yes, the merciful, the merciful Ryan Hall. Yes, he's letting <laughs> he, the featherweight division yeah. play out a little bit before yeah, he gets back not in to, there. They don't have to worry him. about him lurking, lurking at any moment to take their spot. That's very kind of, very kind of him. The gentleman, See? Ryan Hall. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> the nice. Uh, had a nice win for a uh, nice win for Raquel Pennington tonight. I thought she looked really good, picking up a win over the. I had no idea Marion Renault was forty three years old. Today. No clue. Whoa, 43, no clue. Hey, forty three years young today. Young. All right, that's this right. This was her birthday today. Forty three years young to go three rounds in a UFC fight against a uh, for, a previous world title challenger Raquel Pennington, and she had her moments too. This wasn't like a domination by Raquel Pennington, sure. by the way. I mean, Pennington had a convincing win, but Renault certainly had her moments. She's in ridiculous shape. Is super tough, and again, forty-three years old. God bless her. What a what a, what a fighter, eh? What an athlete. <laughs> I'm just looking at our Slack what, channel real quick. Real quick. Apparently, Dana White that. is like ru- is ripping. He said we got a message. Dana crushing blades. I don't know if that's oh, no. like so, in the YouTube. He's comments, my favorite like, fighter, yeah. or yeah, like, or maybe crap, oh, or maybe meant crushing like like. You know what? Curtis Blake, he is a cutie pie. Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day maybe. Oh, crushing on him. Yeah, crushing on uh, him, yeah. I'll say, uh, our buddy Aaron Bronstetter, he said that he's just, he's got some quotes. He said, Blade said, I don't have anything against the kid, but when you talk 
can I swear on this? When you talk S like he talked this week, you'd better come in and whoop someone's ass. So that's just part of it. I don't know. That might not be the, that might not be the super mean part. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll probably get more from that conversation. Uh, it was nice to see Raquel and her fiance Tisha Torres get wins on the same card. I thought Tisha looked great. Brianna Van Buren's going to take this one and go back to the drawing board and she'll, she'll get better because of this. Uh, Bilal Muhammad gets a big one over Lyman Good. I thought Bilal looked awesome. Movement was great. Volume was great. Fight IQ was on point. Big win for Remember the Name. And then he goes on with sunglasses intact to talk to John Anik, and he calls out Santiago Ponzinibbio, said something to the effect of, you haven't fought for like 25 years. How are you still in the <laughs> rankings? Which he isn't in the rankings, looking back at it. He's not in there at all. But oh. I like to call it nonetheless, AK. Is this the fight to make? Uh, first of all, I will say the uh, glasses, normally glasses indoors, I would say is a no-no. I think it's an embarrassing to do. But this guy has just been in a fight. His eyes are probably swelling up. He had a nasty cut from a, from a headbutt that happened in the fight. So I was all, I'm like, Bilal, you've earned uh, wearing sunglasses indoors uh, and on a on an international, uh, nationally televised interview. So well done, sir. Uh, yeah, I think that is a good, I think it's a good, I don't know if it's a fight to make. It is a very good call out. Uh, very, very smart call. I think I saw someone suggest, uh, I won't take credit for this, Neil Magny, you know, who just fought recently and picked up a win. <laughs> that would be so, I. Someone, Mike, Michael Heck. Uh, so, and I think that's a great matchup. So uh, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Loved how Bilal looks tonight. I was a little disappointed in Lyman Good's performance. I was kind of using the same uh, small cage theory that I used for Josh Emmett because I had also picked Lyman Good. Uh, and I was I was disappointed that he didn't get those hands going until later. On the other hand, I'm not the one in there with Bilal Muhammad getting repeatedly jabbed in the face and punched from every conceivable angle. So uh, take my criticism with that with a grain of salt, Lyman. So EKC, what do you think? What's everyone, next for Bilal Muhammad? Oh, Muhammad, um, either Ponzinibbio if he's still in the UFC, I have no idea. And and um, yeah, Magni. That's it, it's, he's just kind of just building his way up. I think there's no real gotta fight this guy for Muhammad right now. But um, did you know every once in a while you watch those? You know you watch enough fights, and sometimes you just you watch something totally different. And at least one one person thought agreed with me. Not that I thought Good won the fight like dominantly or like 100% he won, but I thought those first two rounds were super close between him and uh, Muhammad. And, and the last round to me clearly was good. That was the most dominant round <laughs> of the three rounds. So like, I know Muhammad won, but um, yeah, I thought Lyman Good. I, th I thought that was actually the best Lyman Good we've seen in the UFC. So um, unfortunately, yeah. he didn't get the win, but um, especially that third yeah. round, like um, yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, Muhammad's hard to figure out. That's the thing is, I, I think my thing is, I just thought Good would figure him out sooner, but it, it definitely took a while. Watching that fight, Muhammad is not an easy guy to hit. Uh, he has his own, he has his own power. You know, I mean, I know, I know, Good had the power advantage here, but Muhammad can definitely bang. So, uh, yeah, like I, I, I want to see a little more from Good, but I think you're right. It, it was a good, it was a good performance for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and by the way. Feel free, throw your comments, questions. We're here yeah. to talk with you guys as well. USP, yeah. UFC on ESPN 11. Oh, do we have something coming up? Oh, no, no. Do we, if, oh, if, 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 just go through the fights real quick, then we'll hit some, we'll hit some questions, yeah. All right. Yeah, um, yeah Jim Miller. we got to talk about Jim Miller. Do we, do we have to? What did he really do? <laughs> of course. What did he really do tonight, Mike? we got to talk. Is that a new nickname? Is that a new nickname? No, it's old. A10? I always thought his nickname was never used. Oh, okay. It's never used, yeah. but it is. Miller. He's had it for a while. Okay, I don't. What approve, a win! I don't approve that, but oh, <laughs> what a performance! Awesome armbar! Oh my god, that armbar was just 
that was MMA experience. That wasn't like you really, like that position they were in. Like you can you can kind of train for that, but that's just years of fighting at a super high level. And Roosevelt just not having that experience, honestly. And uh, whoo, man, I was picking Roosevelt in this fight. I thought this is one of those okay. This this is a new a new contender type of um, fight, you know, to beat at the vet. But nope, I was wrong. Um, Jim Miller, man, anti anti Lyme disease. Jim Miller is whoo. He's he's a He's a badass. Now he wants to go to Fight Island. You gotta respect that. Yeah, uh, Island. To keep going. He just wants to keep rolling. He's, he's Boy, unbelievable. I, I also picked Roberts. I think Roberts became a very trendy pick this week. I think I saw someone say uh, there was a lot of movement on the on the line for Roberts Miller in in, in favor of uh, of Roberts. He became a bigger favorite go, uh, before Fight Night. And uh, in my in my classic uh, fight prediction style, I, I said all the reasons why Jim Miller would win, and then picked Roberts. And it was really just saying. Roberts, if he's gonna go to the ground with Miller, needs to hurt him on the like. It has to be one of those like knock him down first and then go to the ground and you know ground and pound thing. Don't just try and grapple with Jim Miller. That's insane. Sure enough, I, it was Miller who initiated the grappling, but Roberts should have been in emergency. I got to get out of here mode as soon as that happened. Instead, he probably lingered in that position too long. And by the way, too long with a, with a grappler of, of Jim Miller's uh, level is like half a second. If you're in there for half a second, he's going to get you. And sure enough, do up that arm bar. It's just a classic, classic move. What what a phenomenal fighter this guy is. Uh, and he got the heat, you know, took out a guy with a lot less experience. Red Pill says, expected a little more from Roosevelt, maybe too quick a turnaround. Um, Big weight cut. I think it's more about the weight cut. Because sure. he's like, he cut back down 55 back-to-back weeks. And he, you know, he talks about, no, these weight cuts aren't easy. So um, mm. I'm just I don't think that changes the fight, but I'm sure that didn't help. Yeah. What's next for Jim Miller, AK? Because I have I have oh. one. I have one. I, have, I think I have the perfect one. But you go. The March. Well, I mean, gosh, he's just he just wants to continue that. Excuse me, that March to uh, 40 UFC fights. This was number 35 today, I believe. Yep. Which is insane. That's that's way more fights than most people have uh, in their MMA careers, much less in the UFC. Uh, 21 out of 35, uh, 21 wins. That's not bad. That's that's really not bad. Uh, okay, Mike. I don't know if you t- if you tweeted this earlier. I didn't see it. Where does Jim Miller go? I'd like to see a matchup with, and I don't know if this is good for for the guy I'm saying, but I think Benil Darius should be interesting, just for the grappling aspect. I think it'd be so much fun. Um, Gosh, so yeah, I'm using time. Just kind of looking at my list, my 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 internal, my secret internal <laughs> rank. Yeah, this is my secret internal rankings here. Uh, Diego Fajardo. Oh, he's in the top ten though. He's not going to want to go back and fight Jim Miller. Eh. Bobby Green. No, that's just going to be that's just going to be random. I don't yeah, know. I'll throw I'll, Bobby Green's next fight. <laughs> I'll throw my old. I'll throw what I just my first my first suggestion. I think I think Darius should be a fun one. I, I don't know if Darius should want to take that, but I, I'd like to see that fight. Here's here's mine. It's a guy who fought Benil Darius. Jim Miller versus Alexander Hernandez. Oh, I like it. I like it. I approve. I, another think, that's per- I think it's perfect. Why another young gunner, Michael? Who else is the whole, who else is he gonna fight? Uh, there's like, a lot of veterans, a lot of people his age. You like, can... a, like <laughs> a, Roosevelt Roberts was like was getting up there. He's starting to slowly climb. So Jim Miller's gonna Jim Miller's a guy that it's kind of like a test. To, he, not that he's a I don't I don't know the the word I'm looking for. He's not a. Uh, He's not a gatekeeper. No, there's nobody that. like him. There's nobody like yeah, him. So it's nobody impossible like him. to classify him. Nobody has his resume. Yeah. But Hernandez, I think, I think it's a good fight. Like I think it's a it's a good one. We can see Hernandez on the ground. 
you know, Hernandez may have the advantage in the standup could be, you know, a, a win to get him back up there as well. And Jim Miller could just continue to impress everybody if he beats a guy like Hernandez. So I think it's a good matchup. Hernandez is probably like top 20, top 23, 24, 25 in that neck of the woods. I think that's like right around where Jim Miller is right now in, the, in that weight division. What about Jim Miller versus Gregor Gillespie? I was just looking at Ooh. that. It's a, That's very a good one high, too. It's a very high uh, jump for Jim Miller, but yeah, obviously the style. But Jim Miller wise. used to be that high. I mean, he was sure. he used to be, you know, and maybe this new this new Jim Miller and this you no know, parasite free Jim Miller, you know, is it a parasite? I'm not <laughs> a, a doctor. For you. Well, I know I know you get bit by a tick. It's anti tick, you know. But um, like, dude, this is like he's been talking about this a lot. Like, he's like, I'm a different fighter now. Like, he's like. My body's like I don't have. I you may think I have wear and tear, but I feel fresh. I, so I don't. I, mean, I, I don't think Jim Miller is ever going to be a a constant top ten guy anymore. But I think anyone in the top fifteen. Just, it, it, he's a tough, fun, challenging fight for a lot of people. So um, yeah, he he has the name and the resume that you could put him up with almost anyone, and no one's gonna ba- no one's gonna say oh that Jim Miller doesn't deserve that fight. It's like no, he's Jim Miller. He's been around forever. He's fought so many top 10 guys that you're right putting him in there with another one uh, after a win like that i don't think anyone would complain too much yeah when, when has anybody seen jim miller like a, a jim miller fight announced and they're like "Ugh, this matchup sucks no never you never hear that yeah. it doesn't matter like roosevelt roberts most people are probably like Ugh. i don't know but they're like "Ooh, this is a good one like doesn't matter who they match him up with you want to watch it because he's jim miller jim freaking miller <laughs> See, uh, that's, a, that's a much better that's a much better yes. nickname freaking <laughs> Miller yeah, than, than freaking Miller. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call call up Wikipedia and change it. There you go. Bobby Green gets a win over Clay Guida in a very bizarre, weird, awesome fight. Just I like know. everything we'd hope for. Tisha yeah. Torres beats Brianna Van Buren. Uh, Mark Andre Barrio gets quick, a win. Tisha Torres in the small cage. Fireworks. Fire. <laughs> it's oh. where this fight was meant to happen. Yeah, she yes. do not ever put Tisha in the big cage because she is just too. <laughs> there's too much room for her to kind of bounce around. Small cage, like boom, just lightning. As like, or like, or has has Dominic Cruz. She fights like Tisha Torres fights as if she's a little tornado. Very, very good. Dominic Cruz dropped a big fat what the heck during the COVID oh, yeah. event too. Yeah, shout, yeah, shout out for the show. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, Dominic. Appreciate much. Appreciate. Thank it. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Former guest, uh, Courtney Casey. Versus Jillian Robertson. Jillian Robertson, the nice submission win. She looked pretty fantastic. Yes, Canadian content. Uh, you also meant you were about to mention Mark Mark Andre Barrio before, ooh, and no. uh, picking up a much needed a much needed UFC when he was big prospect coming out of here. Zero and three to start his UFC career it was definitely and, and face now facing uh, uh Piacota. So I can do Barrio, but I can't Piacota. do Piacota. Yeah, Piacota, thank you. Who uh, started off two and zero in the UFC and then lost three straight. So this was essentially uh, as crude as it sounds. Loser leaves town. So uh, congrats to Mark Andre for getting that win and uh, and also like as you were saying, Jillian Robertson, Canada baby. Yes, big night for Canada, because that I think the some, someone put it up on Twitter that uh, Jillian Robertson was trying to break the the, the curse of Canadian yes. fighters in the yeah. UFC Apex. Hadn't happened. We hadn't had one single Canadian fighter nope. win in the Apex, even on the Contender Series. So there you go. Congratulations to those two for getting it done. Wait, wait, that, uh, that, was the, wait, that, that curse was like only like, what, like six months? How long is that curse? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well, we're approaching series. a year, Casey. <laughs> okay, all right. Contender, Contender Series is like two, well, it has been going on for what, like two years? Two, they, oh, so you're up at the Apex. Apex. Oh, yeah, Apex. Yeah, yeah. You're, right, you're right, you're right. Pay attention, okay? Although I don't know if a Canadian's ever, I think, I don't think a Canadian's won on the Contender Series at all. Nope. No, that's, he was counting that as well, yeah. Yeah, I, I forget. Yeah, there's one who got in there. 
and lost like right away. I forget. I forget his name. He got he got start. I want to say it's the. I don't remember. We'll move on. Justin James, <laughs> awesome debut. Did what he needed to do. Just went out there and went blitz mode and and got the job done. But you know what? We're gonna talk about a fight that got underappreciated since it was booked. And even tonight, they're talking about. They're, 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 they're previewing the card and they're like, oh, we got this great stacked preliminary card. It's going to start with this fight and then they just continue to skip over it. Lauren Murphy versus Roxanne Mataferi. Huge fight at women's 125. No love at all. No post-fight interview. Front. No post-fight interview. No post-fight interview. Oh. And Lauren Murphy gets another big win. Clear win for Lauren Murphy. Roxanne Mataferi. What are you going to say, Alex? I think Murphy did get a post-fight interview, just for the record. I believe she, she did. did. Yes. From Anik? I believe she did. Nah, bro. No, she didn't. Nah, bro. I was waiting for it. I was, I was, I was like, okay, she's going to call out Valentina. What's going on? Nothing. Mike she called out Cynthia Calvillo in the, in the scrum, yeah. which is the I, fight to make. There's no other I, fight. I stand by my statement. I'm not crazy. I saw. I, I know what I saw. I stand by my statement. Tisha I have no proof. T- they, they, I have no proof. They, <laughs> they definitely had no Tisha Torres. That was which infuriating. Is, there was no Lauren Murphy interview. There wasn't. Like on ESPN Plus, there definitely wasn't. Well, maybe it was a TSN exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the kind of quality content we get up here in Canada. Okay, I'm sorry. So I think we actually did get one on TSN. <laughs> I guess you missed out. Oh, God. It was incredible. Yes. <laughs> well, tell, tell us more about it. What did she uh, say? You know, it was really not enough time for that, guys. I think we just got to move on. Uh, let's just move on to the next. Uh, what, what were you saying, Mike? I think we're moving on to the next fight, I believe. <laughs> right. No. I'll... Shout out MMA fighting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, definitely not. But <laughs> that, I definitely would have remembered if she had done that. No, definitely not. Uh, we should say also, uh, Murphy won a great performance by her. Yeah. She's moving up those rankings, you know, those flyweight rankings. Uh, but poor, you know, we were saying the fight being overlooked. Roxanne, who just coming off that win over Macy Barber, who's getting so much publicity from the UFC. I believe she's been on main cards already. Um, and it's fine. Macy's a, a, a great prospect. But for Montefiore to beat her convincingly... And they get bumped down to this such a low spot on this card, a very a stacked card, but still, it's just the, the optics are so bad. It can't be the second fight of the night. It can't be, especially when you're starting a fight card at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you're expecting, and I remember Aaron Bronsetter, who everyone thought beat Jose Youngs on between the links. He said, "I'll place one on the card. Doesn't matter. The UFC's just." They're, they're, they're sprinkling things around so everyone sticks around from, from beginning to end. You expect somebody in California that is at a barbecue having the time of their lives to be like, oh, it's 2 o'clock. I need yeah. to go home and watch Lauren, <laughs> and watch these fights. I don't want to miss Lauren Murphy versus Roxanne Metaferi. Come on, dude. At least put it in that like featured prelim spot or somewhere up there. Open up that main card. Whatever. They deserve better than that. But Lauren versus Calvillo, Craig Barn is the fight to make. Uh, although, I will I will throw this out there. Lauren Murphy versus Jessica I, I don't hate that fight either. There is some heat that has la- gone on for years between those two. I like that fight better. So, I like that fight better. Yeah, but I think I I think if we're looking at Calvillo as like next in line, and we have to give her like a contender fight, like winner moves on to fight the winner of Valentina and JoJo, it's got to be Lauren Murphy. So it just depends on how they look at it. That's what we got to do. But I do want to see Laura Murphy versus Jess Guy at some point. You mentioned it, and I was like, I was like, I just assumed that fight, that fight had happened, but I guess, I guess it hasn't, has not happened before. So I'm for sure that's a good matchup. But I know Laura Murphy would have some hesitation, not because she doesn't think she could beat Jess Guy, but she'd be afraid that Jessica would miss weight again, and Lauren's had to deal with that. Roxanne's had mm-hmm. to deal with that a lot. So that's something that that both of those women preach about, and you know that's why they're excited to fight each other because they knew they were both going to make weight. So. Uh, 
And then Austin Hubbard with a nice win over uh, Ooh, gonna, the newcomer. Are we going to talk about that? I think we got to talk about this. Are we ready? Go ahead. I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, I'd love to talk about some of the other prelims more, but I think there's a reason we kind of carved out some time for this. Uh, I, I'm sure most people, well, I always say most people, not everyone might have seen this, but they've at least seen the story by now that uh, Max Roscoff, UFC newcomer, taking this fight on, I believe, six days notice. Very short notice. Uh, yeah, it was really, really, really taking a beating near the end of the second round from Austin Hubbard, a, a much more experienced opponent. He's a 5 and, fighter, only five professional fights, sorry, yeah. Yeah, and the broadcast gets right in there, right into Roscoff's corner, and you hear him just go, call it. And it's a little unclear. I'm watching the broadcast. I'm looking at call it. Okay, I'm like, well, we don't, I'm not exactly sure what he's saying, but he repeats call it. He's, he's at least seven or eight times. Uh, and then you can definitely hear his corner kind of protesting his sentiment and saying something to the effect of, no, 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 you got to get out there five more minutes, uh, give it all you got. You're a uh, champion. Yeah. yeah, you're a champion. Direct, definitely saying no. I believe one or two times I said no, yeah. no, as in we're, we're just not going to call it. And uh, they and thankfully the referee and the ringside physician stepped in and just straight up asked Roscoff, do you want to continue? And he stuck to his guns. No, I want out. And uh, the fight was waved off there, but it, it was called like a kind of a doctor stoppage or from the doctor's, you know, advice, the fight was stopped. But that really wasn't it. It was really just Roscoff saying, I'm done. And uh, of course, I understand there's a lot of controversy, uh, which is, I guess, why, why we're talking about it now. I, I, I'm glad he knew he was done and the fight was stopped. But uh, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough conversation to have because one, I'm not a fighter and two, I'm not a coach nor a, a cornerman. So... I understand that fighters sometimes get in these positions like Robert Drysdale has, has made some comments about this saying like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm trying to fire up my fighter. Like I know him. I know him a lot better than you guys do. And sometimes you just need that, that verbal kick in the ass. And that's what you try to give him. Max wanted nothing to do with it. So eventually you get to a point where you realize like, all right, it's not happening. Let's just, let's just call it. But Max just did it himself, which, you know, you can't really, can't really get mad at him for that. And I, I, I don't think Robert Drysdale deserves a ton, like a ton of criticism for trying to get his fighter back in there. At least, I mean, but to, to, to your point, Alex, because again, I was watching ESPN plus, I didn't see they, they went to commercial between rounds. So we didn't catch it. I didn't catch that conversation until like they got back from break and they're like, this just happened moments ago. And then we saw Max call it himself. So I didn't even see the rest of that conversation. So I may not be even the person to answer this. You got you guys. What did get, you think of it? You guys didn't get the Anik Murphy interview or the uh, the <laughs> live corner. Man, that ESPN I Plus. Move to Canada. That ESPN Plus is a jip. Yeah, four ninety nine, yeah. and I just kept getting the same Liberty, 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 yeah. Liberty all night long. <laughs> Casey, what did you think? Of, what did you think of how that that first fight played out? Um, how do you say Max's last name? So he's <laughs> R- Roscoff. 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 I thought Roscoff. Did it, I thought Roscoff looked great in the first round. He clearly is a jiu-jitsu guy, and um, he was going for those leg locks. But obviously, he just doesn't—he doesn't have the full. Just, he just—he just have enough weapons to beat to beat Hubbard. When that second round ended, you were like, "Dude, this guy comes out for that third round. He is going to get knocked out bad. Like he was getting just hit clean in that end of that second round. For the last like 45 seconds, Max had nothing. Hubbard was just teeing off on him." It was just nothing there. And, like, say you want to compare this to um, the Raquel Pennington situation for when she came out for round five. 
when she mm-hmm. said she was done. And um, Mark Montoya, the cor- was her corner, Pennington's corners. Thing? I don't remember what was the well, time. Was it Mark Montoya? No, no, I, mean, I might have mixed it up. Sorry, I forget who it was. Um, but her corner, right? Because Raquel said like, I'm basically something. I'm I'm done. And the corner's like, No, you're blah blah blah. You're going to go out there. And she's like, Okay. And she went out there. Max, this was not a title fight. This is like <laughs> first fight in the UFC. You come, you came in on basically like 15 minutes notice. You know, you're expected to lose this fight, to be honest. You know, like, and the fact that he said "call it," he had to whisper "call out" nine times to to Robert Drysdale. That's a sign, bro. Like, like it's okay. And like, that's why we, that's why we have the towel because like, the refs, the refs want the corners to tell the they go they go. Hey, this guy, our guy's done. They don't want to. It's 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 not cool to put your fighter in that position to he, mm-hmm. he himself say I quit. That's kind of the corner's job. They're like, dude, my guy wants to fight, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let you fight. You see him boxing all the time, you know. Like, I'm gonna give you like one more round. If you don't punch back, I'm calling the fight. You know, their own corner. So the corners are saving the fighters, and that's what the corners should have done. Like, did, did Robert Dreiser really think that Max had enough in him to defeat Hubbard in that third round? I think that's I think that's even crazier, you know. So um. And, and, and I'm not saying Robert Dreisel is a bad coach. I'm just saying he made a mistake. That's all. He made a mistake, and, yeah, that's about it. And um, but, but big props to ESPN for the great coverage and providing that for us and stuff. Because mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. that's – you know, we see these fights and everything. These are just, you know, two gladiators going at it. But, like, but that's, that's, that's just kind of – that's all BS. These are just two dudes who are just trying to – trying to make a dream come true. You know, that's what it is. Like these guys, like they have roommates, you know, it's not like they're these big millionaire fighters. There's two dudes that have roommates. They, they have, they have second jobs. You know, this isn't even their primary living. And for a guy like Max, yeah, just dude, come on, come on, come on, Mr. Drysdale. He was done. Yeah, no it fun. is, it is, it is the corner's job, not just to protect the fighter's health, but to protect their reputations. That's, that was one of the real tragedies here was, it's they left him alone essentially to make that call. You know he's alone now. All this talk, all, all these trolls that are coming out now and criticizing uh, Max and calling me a quitter, it's all targeted at him because they know that he that that his corner, did, they weren't with him. They didn't have his back on this decision. They said, all right. They essentially said, Max, do you want to quit? That's on you. Okay. I don't mean to put words in, in Robert Drysdale's mouth, and I don't want to throw uh, Robert Drysdale too much under the bus. He's 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 been in uh, combat sports for a long time. You know, a great grappler, he had a brief uh, MMA career. He knows more about fighting than, of course, any of us ever will. But I think it's just common sense to see that 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 it wasn't there. Now, I'm glad you brought up the the, the Pennington thing because afterwards, you know, she said she was fine with it. Uh, she had she did not make any negative comments in her corner. She said, you know what, it's what I would have wanted anyway, even though it ended so poorly. Yeah. Roscoff. Roscoff, we haven't heard from yet. Uh, his manager, Brian Butler, did uh, give a statement to ESPN saying Max was suffering from fatigue, which is um, backing up what Drysdale said. Drysdale was saying that uh, he was tired, not hurt, which, by the way, can be just as bad. I mean, Dude, I, that's I bet- how you get the biggest knockouts. Those are so he could, dangerous. Like your jaw's hanging. He might, like, oh his my God. body, he might have just collapsed out there. Can you imagine just going for like, some Iminari role and just not getting back up? Just being like, I'm done. Like, how embarrassing would that have been? Yeah. And then having to quit mid round and just be like, you know, I'm just not getting up. And I'm, I'm not getting up. Like, like a Nick Sarah. Nick, uh, I was going to say yeah, Nick Sarah. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not getting up. That would be even worse, right? And plus, you're at the possibility of just getting punched more and getting knocked out. Um, but yes, Brian Butler said uh, fatigue, the short notice weight cut. Uh, he had a tur- turf toe injury, which of course was just all sorts of discomfort. So um, that's a statement from the management so far um, that he just needs time to heal up. And, and it was all these things added up, not just uh, you know, not just necessarily what we saw 
on screen. So a lot of stuff going on. I do agree. I, I hope Drysdale would also take this as a learning experience. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see, I think, in the coming week statements from Drysdale and Roscoff and everyone else. And hopefully Max can bounce back from this because he, he's, awesome I mean, he was a down. highly touted prospect Very coming talented. in. And this is one of the things people were concerned about. Like, Short if you go in there and just get starched by a guy like Austin Hubbard, I mean, that just stunts you in a big way. And this one just did not go his way in a lot of different ways. Contender series would have been a perfect spot for him just to slowly build him up. But again, I mean, look, look at Justin James. He comes in on like two days notice and knocks out Frank Camacho. So, I mean, it, each each story is different. Each individual is different. It is what it is. But, you know, Justin has a ton of experience, a mm-hmm. ton of fights. Max has five pro fights. Yeah. So, so Max, only I mean, has, Max only has that one loss and no concussions. No major major head trauma. So, like, does anyone did, did, did anyone think that Max was going to come back and win that third round? That's the thing. Like, no, he looked ejected yeah. at the end of the first because he couldn't get a because he couldn't get the submission. Yeah, and like, Hubbard looked good though. We got to give him some yeah. credit. He's, yes. he's come a oh, long yeah. way. His his striking was great. Normally he's like he just gets right after you and is very very aggressive. But he was uh he he stayed back. He was patient. Landed his shots effectively and. You know, I give Max a lot of credit, too. He took some big ones and was able to – I mean, he he didn't look pretty at the end of the second round, but he took some big shots and, and you know, obviously he couldn't keep – he didn't want to keep going, but here we are. This, isn't, we, about, uh, this isn't about toughness. You, you have to know when it's just not your day. You know, this is some this, – this kid showed self-awareness. He's the youngest fighter in the car, 25 years old. He showed self-awareness, okay? And I know that's not a, 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 an aspect that's necessarily valued at this level of MMA. So, you know, whatever. I don't know if that means for people. But if he really felt like his body could not continue, why would you even risk going out there? I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's going out in your shield and they're just being flat out dumb. So uh, Max was not dumb tonight. And I think we should applaud that. Gilbert Durino Burns. I like both guys. I'm in Burgos, the real main event. Yep. Fire, mm-hmm. fire, fire, fire. So, yeah, let's turn it over to questions and that stuff yeah. the rest of the way. Uh, if we oh, could. You know I want to talk about this. I, I like this. Oops. Julie Avila. Okay, so who do I have to <laughs> talk to to get rainbow walkout gear? Very nice. I like the rainbow walkout gear. And, hey, Curtis Blaze, main eventer, walking out with the, 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 the pride colors. Good on him. I will say, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm, I'm not going to. But Julia Avila had, like, the most shocking tweet of the night. Just <laughs> go to her account. Well, let, let's, we can at least reference – we can at least reference what there was a low blow in the, oh. Penning, in, in the Pennington Renault fight. Okay, and uh, uh, someone asked, I believe, I believe it was Mookie Alexander from uh, Bloody yes. Elbow asked, uh, "What do we, you know, we call?" He said, "We call um, a male a when happens to, to a, a low yeah. blow. What what do you call the female version of something?" Her yes, her response cannot be uh, cannot be uh, said on air right now. Though she did also say, uh, "These broads are swinging." Oh, geez. Right in the baby maker. So, <laughs> yes. Julie Avila continuing to be a, a, a solid quote. Yes, uh, she is. What else we got? Oh, no, no, that was just from yesterday. Sorry. Oops. Oh, oh ah, sorry. Go away, screen. So much just going on here. Oh, too many screens opened up. Sorry. A big, big shout out to Anthony Smith as well, as well for joining us. It was, uh, what a day. Just want to uh, throw this one There's up the Curtis Blades yeah. tweet from yesterday. He pretty much called it. <laughs> Because I fully intend to ragdoll my opponent. Just figured I'd let you all know ahead of time. That's such a savage tweet. I loved. <laughs> like, it, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Good good job, Curtis. <laughs> took him down like right, three look, seconds into the fight. It was crazy. I think that's the kind of thing that's that has uh, that's rubbed uh, rubbed the big boss the wrong way. I think 
I think he's. No, uh, I think that he's not getting. Why is the big boss not getting it? That that was more <laughs> salesmanship for the whole the whole week uh-huh. than that one tweet, man. Jeez. I think he's saying he didn't live up to the salesmanship. I think he doesn't. You know, I think if he had actually ragdolled him and like been like kind of throwing him around for twenty five minutes, it, it, it just looked bad at the end. That that interview, someone made it. Someone said that's going to be. Uh, I think. Oh, uh, a guest of the uh, A Cyber recently had Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com said, uh, "Boy, that post fight interview is going to be a meme because poor Curtis Blades. I wish he didn't have to do the post fight. He was clearly exhausted." But I mean, he, his mouth was his mouth was busted open. He was wobbly. He just needed air. He just needed to take a break, you know, after, after 25, uh, 25 tough, tough, tough minutes. And unfortunately, he's out there on national television. Um, it's like uh, Nixon, you know, when the the the, the 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 flop sweat, you know, it's it's a clip that's never going to go away. So unfortunately, I think Curtis Blades kind of being a little wobbly post fight. They're going to joke about it you and know, stuff. But, but I will uh, say that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of BS too to to criticize um, criticize Blaze for that because. That's how you should fight. When when those last 10 seconds of that round, 30 seconds of that round, if you got any energy left, you put it out there. So when that final 25 minute the, after the fifth round, that bell rings, you should have zero in the gas tank. That means you 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 worked your cardio perfect for five rounds. So if if you still have energy after 25 minutes, you actually didn't fight hard enough. So I don't. That's that's very. He should be exhausted. But I didn't see the interviews. I didn't know. I didn't know how bad it looked though. <laughs> And look, let's be fair here. Unless Curtis Blades like did a a moonsault off the top of the cage and finished there was nothing. Alexander Volkov in the first round, there's no way you were gonna over you were gonna take over what the co-main event delivered. It was like WrestleMania 18 when Hogan Rock wrestled and tore the house down, and then poor Triple H and Chris Jericho had a wrestle. And it was and if you go back and watch it by itself, it's a pretty darn good match. But nobody cared because Hogan Rock was so good. That's basically the position they were in tonight. You know, this, I don't this, think Curtis this, Blades like blew the doors off anything tonight by any stretch, but he went out there and won. This was, and even if he finished the fight in the fourth round, we'd still be talking about the cold main event. This is um, Izzy versus Romero in a sense. Yeah, well, kinda. Well, There's more who, action in this who, fight. Though. Well, who who came right before that? No, that was like the fight of the year. So no <laughs> matter true. no matter that's what I mean. No matter what happened to Izzy versus Romero, it like even even Holloway true. even Holloway versus Poirier that came after. Gaslam, uh, Izzy. Izzy, and like, yeah, and that was an amazing fight. And people yeah. want to consider that one of the best fights of the year because I just saw the best fight of the year, right? Fifteen minutes, ten minutes before that, so it was an unfortunate. Uh, yeah, yeah, just I was a happy camper that night. Yeah, watching that Atlanta card. Good lord, those two fights back to back, unreal. <laughs> Zagano, Blades definitely deserves title shot, but I'm first in line. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What else we got? Oh, uh, we got one more. Hold on, one more from Twitter. He's the, uh, I like this one. Blades would have way more KOs if UFC had pride rules. True sure. story, Angela hey, Hill. Yeah. He'd be driving knees to people's domes, like, yeah. I mean, he'd be he'd be he'd be stomping people. I, I could see him throwing the occasional soccer kick. Oh, yeah. the way he gets it back and just stays on the side. If he can start throwing knees to the head, oh, you'll find a doubt. Like Blades would be. Much. I don't know how well he would do in a ring because he presses so many people against the cage. But in the cage with pride rolls, knees on the ground, yeah, he's, he'll be a much more dangerous fighter. Much more dangerous. He, he landed about a hundred knees to the to the derriere while he had bulk <laughs> up on the ground. All right, let's go to some YouTube comments. Let's hear from oh the dear. Oh dear. Oh dear, indeed. Oh. Just kidding. Love you guys. I love our YouTube viewers. <laughs> So They're guys, um, ask some more questions. Yeah. Sorry, because I, I, I know I, it's so backed up. Uh, here we go. Ask, ask me a question. 
I want to talk about uh, Justin James while we're looking while we're searching. Um, he was a you know, I like Frank Camacho a lot. This just just seemed like a just a rough week for him losing losing a guy in opponent for Vola, and then uh, he missed weight of course, um, and, and uh, facing a guy like James who I knew stylistically was going to come at him. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know if he if I quite expected him to rush him like he did, but I mean that was the the perfect game plan as I kept saying on the commentary was just like you know what you're coming in on uh, on two days notice. Well, he yeah, he was on two days notice right? Yeah. Just go for it. Just go for it. And and, and uh, I I also like what they said that uh, Camacho looked like he was coming out wanting to fight. A more technical fight, which is not what he does. I, I've, uh, I think we've both spoken to Frank Pye before in the past, and, and he said, my corner always has to tell me not to go out there and bang. My instinct is to bang. So it looked like tonight he picked the wrong night to kind of try to be more tactical, and he, was, he, he faced a guy who was who was going to go in there and swing with him, and maybe if, if Camacho had fought his usual way, uh, he would have got the knockout. But uh, it was just, it, you know, it just wasn't Frank's week. I hope he gets another chance, um, but he has had trouble making weight. And he's just really he's really small for 170, so I'm not sure what's going for for him. But yeah. a really exciting fight. Does Max's corner get suspended? Ariel Hawani reported that Bob Bennett said they will investigate why Max stopped the fight himself. Again, I kind of gave my take on it, but I also didn't know the whole story because watching it on ESPN Plus, I didn't get to hear the entire conversation. All I saw was Drysdale saying, "Come on, you're not hurt. You can do this." And then Max, and then they cut to Max stopping the fight. So I didn't see the whole thing. Um, what do you think? Does, does Max's corner get suspended? Does Drysdale get suspended? I don't know. I'd be I shocked. Doubt it. I'd be really surprised. I, has this ever happened that a corner being suspended like that for basically disobeying your fighter? Or I don't. I don't know. No. No. It, this I, this this would definitely set a precedent. Yeah, I just I don't think it's suspension. I think it's just. Uh, I think yeah. I think it's just. You you you'd really have to be able to prove uh, like negligence. Um, don't get me wrong. Of course, watching in the moment, I was I was definitely uh, I was definitely outraged. You know, if you want to, for lack of a better word, and I was like, oh man, what is the corner doing? And I know a lot of people were social media reaction. Of course, most people were like, what is this? Most people who heard uh, who heard it live were like, whoa, what is going on? Why are they Why are they sending him out again? But I I don't think you'd be able to prove negligence. I think again, I do think Drysdale, as he's kind of said in his initial comments so far uh, to ESPN, he said, uh, you know, again, I'm trying to motivate my guy, and I think that. Right or wrong, that really was what he thought, and 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 uh, I don't think he thought that Max was in any immediate danger. Again, I don't know if I agree with that, but he's uh, he's in the he's in the cage with them. He's making the call. Um, it, I really don't know if you could call this like gross negligence um, based on what happened there. Though, I, although I am a little teaser, I am writing something, and that yeah. that's going to have a little uh, a little give a little, little little more perspective on it. So we can't confirm yeah. this, but people are saying that. I guess Insac said they are investigating it, so mm-hmm. yeah. confirmed. Mm-hmm. this is yeah. what we're hearing. So, yes, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? But they'll look at it. I, I think he'll probably just get like a, like a warning, perhaps. Sure. But I don't think they're gonna suspend him. I'd, I'd, be, I, I'd be shocked. I don't really think that's necessary to suspension. I think, yeah, yeah. I also think we'll have a statement from official state from Roscoff at some point um, that'll, you know, I think he'll, I don't know if he'll kind of say the same thing that Pennington said in the Nunez fight, but something to the effect of like, of course, you know, I don't put blame my corner and whatever, you know, we talk about it after and this is part of the plan and I, I'm glad they tried to try to motivate me, blah, blah. I'm sure we'll see some comment like that and that will kind of, you know, that'll be, that'll be the end of the issue. Why not discuss in the athletic commission investigate? We just did. We, we've done it. Well, I, was about it. I guess he has been had on the ticker, so I'm just yeah, yeah, yep. Um, do, do, do. Has, yeah, it's uh, gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Austin Hubbard had some interesting things to say too. Um, basically saying, 
I kind of felt bad. He shouldn't have been there. You know, but what's he supposed to do? That's kind of the long and short of it. He took care of business. Tisha did enough to save her job. Brianna needed the L to grow as a fighter in the UFC. Completely agree. Tisha looked great. And let's and let's not count Tisha out completely, okay? Look at the losses she's had. They're all murderers. Like, every single fighter that she lost to in that four-fight winning streak, from Ioana to Zhang Weili. I mean, Marina Andrade. Rodriguez. Andrade. Andrade. That's three, I mean, that's three that's UFC champions. That's three UFC champions in that uh, in that list of Dude, opponents. And Brianna was, like, probably the highest one of the outside maybe Suarez, maybe the highest-level prospect out there. Mm. And... And she defeated her, and it was it was an excellent fight. So yeah, I actually i I didn't do very well on my picks tonight. I did pick Tisha Torres to win by decision. So I, I don't was, want to talk I was about my picks. <laughs> um, and Brianna, and this is no disrespect to Brianna. I think Brianna is super talented and has a very bright future ahead of her. But it's a t- it's just a tough matchup. It's a vet. The small cage factored into the pick as well, and the fact that Tisha's just been in there with like the very best in the world consistently like every time she fights and Libinata Souza is is very tough and that was a very impressive win for Brianna and the Phoenix series night that was impressive as well but sometimes you got to get in there you got to take that kind of vet L and you'll grow from it and get better and this is this is that lesson for for Brianna Van Buren and I have no doubt that she's going to come back better than ever and she'll she'll take this loss and she'll learn a ton from it and she'll come back and we'll see her you know, potentially fighting for a title in the next few years. That's how yeah. good I think she is. We definitely had some instances tonight where, where experience reigned. Uh, Jim Miller, Tisha Torres, Austin Hubbard. Uh, experience matters, guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some, some, some you know, white-hot blue-chip prospects out there that can come in and, and in their second or third fight take out like a, you know, a 15-fight UFC veteran. But that's the, that's the exception, not the rule. You know, we shouldn't be expecting that. So, um, yeah, no, nothing bad at all to say about Brianna Van Buren. Yeah, she's still a, yeah. a top a top-flight prospect and coming from a, from a great camp. And uh, only only big things ahead for her in the future. And I, and I mean, if Tisha went out and got 30, 20, 25 on three judges scorecards, yeah, I could see them. them. But if she lost like a split decision to Brianna Van Buren, she, I don't think the UFC was going to cut her. I, I just don't like it's not like she's getting destroyed in all of these fights. She's competitive in pretty much all of them. She just wasn't winning. It's. There's a difference between just going out there and getting smashed and finished three consecutive fights than losing four decisions to just a murderer's row of fighters. So, And I think the UFC likes her. I think they like Tisha. I think they like the way she fights. She's never in a bad one. So it's hard to release her, especially in a division like that, when you have all these young up-and-coming fighters. She still would serve a purpose, is what I'm trying to say. And and a great great moment. Yeah, a great moment for her in Pennington as well. Uh, I, I, they said this, I think this was the third time that actually fought in the same card, but the first time since they, they became a couple. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's a completely different dynamic. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Tisha was not able to yeah. be in the building um, because, you know, they've got very strict COVID-19 protocols. So as soon as her fight was done, it was off to the hotel room. I think they, I saw some report that she did try and, and re-enter, uh, but, you know, they said, hey, uh, sorry, we can't. You got to go to the hotel room. So uh, they're they're sticking they're sticking to their guns on this, and I and I applaud that. Now, if we can just get a mask on friggin' Dana White, uh, you know, then maybe, <laughs> what what is that? What is it? I and mean, we know what it is, but I'm just saying, uh, hey, come on, if we're gonna be strict and not allow Tisha back in, can we try and enforce all these rules, please? But hey, at least she got to watch Raquel get a win, uh, and and that's uh, that's probably that's all that matters to her, I bet. Hey, don't be talking about my dad like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My uh, older brother, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or. Or you, uh, as a, <laughs> or me, you. Or me. 
Wait, actually, we're, um, we're, getting, we're now starting to get questions about next. That's this next... not a real question. Okay, that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not a real question. Will Poirier versus Hooker be exciting or another snooze or a main event? I I can't believe this is a question. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. We all know that. Like, why would you even ask? Ever. I don't oh, even want to. Oh God, get... I can't. I can't wait for that fight. Wait, I, I cannot wait for that fight. A snoozer, the main event. Do these? Uh, do they? <laughs> do these people not appreciate world class wrestling? Oh my goodness, this is mixed martial <laughs> arts. Question. If you want to watch, here we go. Boston, go watch Glory. Go watch K One reruns. This is mixed martial arts. If you can't stop a takedown, get out. Chuck DLC, you blew my mind with this question. <laughs> Who wants? Go, go ahead, my... AK. Let them know. What is there to say? It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the only way it couldn't be exciting is if it's like a first-round knockout or something, which, again, is exciting in a different Very way. But if, but if this goes three, four, five rounds, of course it's going to be a great fight. It, these these aren't the kind of guys who can ever, as, as skilled as they are, as technical as they are, you're never going to see them in a fight where they're uh, they're not active, where there's not a lot of volume. It just doesn't happen with with Poirier Hooker. So, uh, no, it's going to be a great fight. People, just be, be optimistic about it. Great booking, great main event. Yeah, I was looking to see what the co-main event was. Mike Perry versus Mickey Gall is the co-main event. So it's not Shane Burgos versus Josh Emmett, but it is an interesting one. Hmm. Um, but Poirier Hooker, that, that's going to be a great fight. It'd be a huge win for Dan Hooker if he could beat Dustin Poirier. Uh, Jackson Bass, what do you think of people comparing Blades to Habib? I don't agree. Does anybody agree with that? I don't. Th- I wouldn't compare him to, to Habib. I mean, Casey? Habib-ish I mean, at best. I, 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 in the sense that, you know, 99% of the time, if they win their fights, it's going to be through the wrestling and ground and pound and top control. So, yeah, but that's a lot of guys. So, Habib-esque, I think. Let's go Habib-esque. Ish. Ish. Like, Habib-ish. Yeah. Here's the difference between Habib and Curtis Blades. Habib could have done what Curtis Blades did in the first, second, first and second rounds, the whole fight. Just kept him on his back. But landing a lot of shots and making it very, very uncomfortable. Not that he didn't make things uncomfortable for Alexander Volkov, but Habib's just a different animal. It's just a different guy. Well, I, I think, uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 I know people. I, a lot of people in the comments are kind of, you know, they're kind of, you know, whatever. Blades, Blades is boring. He just beat Volkov. Volkov had the highest takedown defense in the in the heavyweights in the well, the roster right now for sure. Volkov is very freaking good. You know, and that's why it was a tough fight. And that's why Blades barely made it out just, you know, being able to walk because he's so tired holding that giant yeah. Russian man down. So Volkov took him down. Volkov took him down. Took that forward. was crazy. <laughs> we didn't even talk that about that. That was crazy. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. That was just a, like, screw this. I'm going to take you down. But, um, it, yeah. yeah if just, that had happened, like, the middle of the round, he could have done some serious damage. He was getting some punches in against the Ks. Like, he was really hurt. That's kind of part where, where Blades got busted up. How about how about Volkov when he had he was on top of uh, Blaze and he was kind of throwing those little shots under the arm? He was kind of telling her, "Hey, I think he's done, ref. I think he's done." Oh, that was funny. That, that was, was good. Look at the ref. Uh, come on, dude. Come on. He's if done. He got the, uh, if he if he got the right ref on the right night, he may, he maybe could have. I would have applauded. People would have screamed. I would have been applauding the whole time. Like, that is how you steal a fight. If he had gotten the stoppers there, oh, I would have loved it. Yeah, if Mario Yamasaki or Steve Mazzagatti were in the cage, there's a very good chance that fight would have been stopped. <laughs> very good chance. Yeah, I think because uh, Volkov has fought his, a lot of his big fights overseas. He, just, he, just, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been a primetime fighter. And when he was a primetime fighter, you know, he was dominating Derek Lewis till he wasn't. You know, so um, yeah. that's the problem. We just... I think 
the most part, for the most part, even the hardcore fans um, just don't know how good Volkov is. So um, and so, it was a very impressive performance. Uh, I really wonder how, how different this fight would have been in a big cage, though. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I kind of, I kind of haven't seen Volkov fight in a while, and I forgot how much, how important his kicking game is. And like, dude, you can't throw a kick in that cage. Those the size of those guys and the 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 takedowns, the takedown threat that Blades had. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was um, it was it was always gonna be a tough night for Volkov. Man, he's yeah. So, I mean, I think Volkov was a plus 330 underdog by the time the fight started. So, I mean, there's a reason for that. And you kind of saw it but, on hey, display. And, for and, and he that. still won two rounds. It wasn't like... Uh, yeah, he, he did. People were acting like he got he was blown out of the water. Like, I mean, if if you looked at... If right now in the hotel, I guarantee you Volkov looks like he won the fight. <laughs> you know? Like, Volkov, I'm sure he's happy. He's just, you know, he's not happy. Not, 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 but I'm sure he's healthy. He, just, he feels fine. But it's Blaze still like... <sighs> you know, because it, it just... <laughs> But that's, that, that's Blade's style. Yeah. That's how he has to fight. So, um, right. yeah, not too many Do you more have questions. any more? Nah, nah. Next week's card looks pretty good. Yeah, what, I like it a lot. A lot of prospects. This is my kind of card. I, I, I feel like I'm going to come back and, and reclaim my title as the uh, <laughs> MA Fighting Picks champion. Jordan Griffin's Yusuf Zalal just got added yesterday. Yeah, Miranda Maverick. Miranda oh, Maverick's yes. on the card. Yeah. Sean Woodson's back. That's a guy who's just oh, like, yes. Beast at 145, fighting Kyle Nelson. Luis Pena versus Kama Worthy. That's a great fight. Tanner Bozier's back against uh, Philippe Linz. we got Brendan Allen versus Kyle Dawkins, who makes his debut. He was on the Contender Series. Probably should have got a contract. Uh, Maurice Green versus Jean Vellante. That's just going to be wild. Gall versus Perry. I can't wait for their little face-off on Friday. And then Poirier versus Hooker in the main event before we head to Fight Island. Oh, whoa, well, hold on. We, we didn't mention Ramiz. Uh, did you mention Ramiz Bra- Brahimaj? Oh, I forgot about that one. So if you want to see the greatest, that. like, what was it? Third, uh, oh, God, who was the fight against? He had, oh, am I getting, I might be getting mixed up with someone else. Either way, he is a good prospect, but I was thinking of him as, uh, I thought he was involved in this, like, crazy highlight. I'm sorry, go on. You were saying fight, Alan? He was an LFA guy. He's an LFA. Yes, yes, yes. And he is a very good prospect, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do not he's, know. He is a very good prospect. Yeah, next week. And then we go to Fight Island. By the way, I, I kept seeing Fight Island commercials. On, on the ESPN bar plus <laughs> broadcast and they're still trying to sell these shirts. Like they're going to the tropical islands and the face, even the face mask, tropical face masks for fight Island. And they're still showing promos of like water and waves going over the sands of beaches. It's hilarious. It's so hilarious. We, you told us where it is already. We know where it is. We're not in Costa Rica. It's a little Firefest esque, isn't it? It's a, it's it's hints of of Firefest, except we already know the truth, and yet there's, you're right. They're still trying to sell us this fantasy, and some people are still buying it. I guess otherwise they they wouldn't be. Uh, so, it's That's it's cool. bizarre. The, the 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 four fight cards are awesome. They're all really good. There's some great fights. So I am excited. I'm not complaining that we have fights coming up. I'm just I still think it's hilarious that we're trying to. I will to complain about this, this fight island because. This fight island is apparently big enough to have the fights in the big cage, which we know sucks because we have a small cage. And we know rules. Ugh. Why can't everything be my way? <laughs> God. I wonder if Dana got asked about that in the post-fight. Ugh. I'll have to go back and watch it's an it. Illusion. Curtis Blades up there illusion. now saying, Curtis Blades, apparently what he's saying is, I am embracing being a heel now. You don't like what I do? Good I job. like to make you, yeah, I don't know. Good there, job. I'm trying Good to re-Twitter yeah, be the heel. Be it. Do all that. So That's a hard uh, role to play. By the way, happy Father's Day to all my fellow dads out there. 
It is uh, at least on the East Coast. It's East Coast time. time. And happy Father's yeah. Day to all the single moms. And, uh, yes, and yes. them too. Pulling double duty. Absolutely. Yep. I've seen that many, many times. So kudos to all of you as well. AK, any final thoughts on uh, on UFC on ESPN 11? I'll say this, and I know people are gonna people are gonna hate the sentiment and <laughs> be like, "Oh, why? It's it's your job." Uh, I'll be happy to have a little break after next week. I think we get one. No, we get what one week, two weeks after uh, before Fight Island. One, one I think. Oh, well, I could use it anyway because Fourth look, July. I, again, kudos to the UFC staff, uh, and all those guys, and the fighters, of course, for for putting these cards together. You guys are incredible, incredible human beings. Uh, and it's so hardworking, so kudos for that. But uh, definitely, I'm starting to feel a little burnout, I will say, with all, with all this hot UFC Apex action we've been getting. The fights have been very, very good for the most part, I should say. So uh, this is this is a spoiled, this is certainly spoiled uh, man talking here. Uh, we've had some great cards. But um, yeah, I think next week's going to be a really good way to cap off sort of this run of, of UFC Apex shows before we get a little bit of a breather and then uh, head to, uh, to to Fighter Fest or Fight Fest, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> Fire Fest. <laughs> sorry, sorry, All Elite Wrestling. That's right. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, AEW. AEW, so that's a copyrighted, but uh, yes, the hopefully what is not the fire fest of, uh, of MMA, uh, Yaz Island, which again, I know they've been to before, but now there's kind of this new arrangement, and uh, I don't know, it's probably not as glamorous as people are hoping, but hopefully it'll be a good time anyway. I hear the water park's closed, and that's like the best part of Abu Dhabi. Oh. Oh, man. If you guys ever, if, if the world ever gets normal, and we can all, all you YouTube commenters want to say hi in real life, let's talk about the water park in Yaz Island. It is awesome. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, it's the down. best water park I've ever been in my life. It's so cool. And there's no one there. It's just like three people. It's insane. <laughs> uh, I guess the last thing I'll say is uh, if you haven't checked out What the Heck this week, it's oh. pretty darn good. And, uh, you know, normally we do these What the Hecks, and then like five or six days later, we have a fight card, and then it's almost like it's irrelevant because the card, it was about the card that just happened. But it's all like most of these interviews are like future fights are like guys that are fighting next week or on fight island so jan edgar cater uh gall comma worthy luis pena they're all there and then cynthia calvillo so we didn't even have anybody on this card tonight maybe we will for next week so there you go so go back and check that out some some really good stuff from all those guys but that's it we're getting out of here for ak lee ekc i am mike heck thank you all for watching hope you guys enjoyed the card and uh have a great rest of your weekend all right, I'm going to go play some Last of Us Part 2. Oh, well, <laughs> video games. Go. I heard that's a, I heard that's a, I heard that's an uplifting fun time for all, so. Yay. Yes. Spoiler. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.